Hello, and welcome to Unrequested with Rad and Shank. I'm Rad. This is Shank. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I saw you trying to be serious. Yeah. You had your coffee in your hand. I did. You you look nice today. Thank you, you, man. Oh, wait, these aren't slacks. What am I doing? These look like slacks for a second. Okay, (laughs) You make me feel bummy when I get ready for this show. Really? They're uh, yeah. fancy sweats. Yeah, yeah they yeah. look a little slacky. You know where this is from? Slack. This this <laughs> is this is from that uh, clothing package I order once oh, a month. Five what? four man or Menlo Cup. Club. Yeah, we we got to stop giving free plugs to all these yeah, companies. Yeah, we got to pull that back. But actually. since we're on the subject, stop yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about. Uh, who we have today. So guys, on this episode, we have a, a special guest, a good friend of uh, Shanks and a friend of mine. Uh, Shank, you want to introduce our guest today? Absolutely. This is um, my my line brother, my uh, my brother from another mother. Um, man, we've 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 laughed, we've cried, we've we've argued, we've debated on things. This is a guy that I it's a same relationship and level as with you, Rad, that I truly do call my brother. But this is Dr. Ben Sanders, the third um and he is what's What's going on bro but man introduce yourself man who you are your background what you what you doing today what's what's going on personally with you who is dr sanders who's dr break it down let the listeners know i'm just i'm just a i'm just a black kid who was happy to make it out of chicago no i um i um in addition to being a black kid who's happy to have uh have uh been raised by people who love me uh, I am so the main thing I do with my at work is I'm a professor of theology and ethics at a small seminary in St. Louis called Eden Theological Seminary, like the Garden of Eden. Oh, okay. Um, it's a it's affiliated with the United Church of Christ. I'm actually an ordained Baptist minister, but I teach theology and ethics, which means that I'm interested in um, the relationship between what people believe and you know societal structures and stuff like that. So, so you're a, you're a minister. That's what I do with my day job. You're a minister, mm-hmm. you're a doctor, and you're mm-hmm. a professor. Not this is e- correct. In fact, I became a doctor so that I could be a professor um, of ministry, so that right. I could uh, teach people who thought that they wanted to either lead in like a religious setting, or yeah. we get a lot of students who aren't um, particularly committed to the church, but who are um, looking for you know value-driven ways to lead other organizations, whether it be social change organizations and stuff like that. So lucky man i get to meet a lot of really cool people in my job man i love it man yeah like, that's an that's a very driven like positive path like that's not something where oh i kind of fell into it you mm-hmm. know i'm a people person so it's yeah, like no right. man like you had a path right and i, I love right. i dig yeah, that absolutely. man like that's oh, yeah. beautiful like you had definitely, a, I, i'm yeah. definitely not in it for the money <laughs> right, right. That's you know right. what man i'll tell you what when you decide to teach people something yeah like yeah you're not in it for the money like i mean there's a passion no, there and you want right, to share man. your passion but i mean that's right yeah i mean yeah. it's nice when you can get paid to like you know have things but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and, and I do, you know, we, we, I shouldn't, I shouldn't make too light of it, you know, especially in this COVID moment when people have actually yeah, lost their job yeah. and have lost their home. Like I have a salary, you know, right, I'm fortunate right. enough to have health insurance. My family is okay. Right. Um, but yeah, it's not, you know, it's just, you don't, you don't, you don't get into teaching theology because, you know, you're, you're trying to make the big bucks. And for me, I think you touched on it, Rad. It's for me teaching. Um, that's really been the thing. That's the thing I love most about my job. I get to write, I get to, you know, research, I get to, um, you know, advise students and, and consult with different organizations and stuff like that. But the, there's something about teaching because it's not just like pouring into people. It's like, you know, trying to cultivate a space 
where people from different backgrounds can come together and think about a common thing in ways that teach them about each other and themselves. Like that's how I think about teaching. And so trying to create that space in different atmospheres around different topics, it's a challenge that really, that I always get really excited about. I get a lot of life from it. So I love, I love the teaching part of what I do, I think more than anything else. Man, that's beautiful. Man. Yeah, that is beautiful. It's an art, man. It, it, I, it, it really is. It's, it's not, there's nothing easy about teaching. No. Right. And there's nothing easy about nah. like, like trying to get, you know, a message across. And, and again, I mean, even as a teacher, you have to keep your mind open, Mm -hmm. you know, because you learn from your students if you're paying attention. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So every single class session, man, I learned something from my absolutely. I think I learn way more from them oftentimes and they learn from me. They don't know it. But um, I think you're right, man. Yeah, man. The best teachers, you got to keep an open mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so so that's that's professional, Doctor Sanders, right? Yep. That's um, professional. Now, yep. now personal, <laughs> like Doctor Sanders. Who's Doctor Sanders personally? Who's Ben Sanders? Yeah. So personally, I so I'm, I'm I grew up in Evanston, Illinois, which is a northern suburb of Chicago. Um, was there from zero to eighteen, and um, personally, um, which is connected to the professional for me. Um, Personally, I um, am just really passionate about the different ways that we can, through, you know, capacities and, you know, powers that we already have in ourselves, how we can, um, you know, create small bubbles where we live of um, joy and peace and love and all the things that really encourage us to tap into the best resources um, of ourselves. So um, also on the personal level, um, my wife and I, and uh, Justin knows about this, and I don't mind sharing this in the podcast because it's a part of it's a major part of who I am and who I am becoming. Are expecting a little one in April. We got a little girl. Yeah, man. So, he, he told me uh, that before the episode. Congratulations. Yeah, man. Yes, yeah. Sir. So that is, um, you know, I, that is that is uh, that's a significant part of, um, you know, just how we're moving in the universe, man. So that's um, beautiful. Man. But you know, so from Evanston, Illinois, um, uh, went to a little school and. Western Michigan, Holland, Michigan, um, near Grand Rapids. That's the biggest kind of city of consequence near Holland. And um, the school is called Hope College. Studied religion with a minor in psychology because I was, even then, you know, as a, as a young kid, I was becoming really interested in not just what people believe, but why they believe it and what kind of, what kind of lives that, you know, our beliefs lead us to, lead us to, uh, to live. I hear that. Um, yeah. So, you know, did some of that stuff, but it was always intertwined. So this is really what happened in college that I think really got me on the track to where I am being a professor of theology. So the school that I went to, so I mentioned to y'all that I'm from Chicago. And if you know about Chicago, you know, there's a decent amount of African-Americans in Chicago. There's a lot of black folks up there. Right. And so when I went to college and at, um, Hope in Holland, Michigan, it was the whitest place I'd ever been. Right? Ah. Um, so it was the first time in my life where I was just like, like a raisin in the milk. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of the only ones, man. Right. in them streets, man. <laughs> and, uh, and it was a Dutch school and they were like really committed to Dutch heritage. So like some of the cultural stuff, I, I was having these experiences of like social and cultural isolation, but it was at a college that was a religious college. And so, so my interest in like how people live and what they believe was it really sort of grew out of that isolated experience. So it opened your um, mind. So I ended up being studying. in that situation. Yeah, right? that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because yeah. because because you know you can focus on the painful parts of it, and it, it is difficult oftentimes for students of color to be like the only ones at educational institutions, especially. Mm-hmm. But like you're saying, Rad, it was also an opportunity for me to think about what in the world. Um, a lot of my white friends and classmates were seeing through their eyes that I wasn't seeing because 
I was from a different part of the world mm-hmm. because I had different experiences growing up, right? So, I right, mean, right. You know, beyond just sort of judging and, and, um, and you know, some of the moral stuff that comes with it. It's, right. To your point, it's just a, an opportunity to think about how we, we do, man. We all see the world differently as right. a consequence of our experiences and so on and so forth. So college was really an important point of, um, or an important point of formation for me in that regard. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, plus uh, I was away from school, and as Justin knows, I was the first one of my my family to go to school. So I was, mm-hmm. yeah, I was figuring out the college experience. You know, as many of us do, along with all mm-hmm. of those, uh, along with all of the social, the social, um, social stuff. Yeah, man. So, so that said, like, kind of know a bit of your history in that sense. Let me ask you one question real quick. So, Chicago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Denver, yeah, St. Louis, right? Yep. Rankum, mm-hmm. Rankum. Yeah, so New York in there too. Oh, New, New York? York. Okay, you so did so live in New right, York. So so those four. Yeah, Rankum, Rankum, one through four. One through four. This is easy. Okay. This is easy. Okay, so actually, it's not so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta. It's, it's it's easy in this moment, but but I want to complicate it by saying that this list has definitely changed. Okay. It would be okay. A totally different list if I was like in my later mid twenties. Okay. So right now, with the the places I live, I would go. Um, in terms of like places that, that I would choose to live right now, right now I'm in St. Louis. I would go, um, I would go Denver, Chicago, New York, St. Louis. See, you know what, man? I I feel you, man. Because uh, yeah. and, and and you know the the bulk of our listeners are here in Colorado, so you know Matt, you know big ups, Matt yeah, Love. yeah. But uh, shout out to Denver, shout, shout out, out to Denver. Denver. Yeah, and, and I I we Jennifer and I have had opportunities to leave. Uh, Colorado a few times with job offers and stuff. And I've, mm-hmm. I've been very stubborn in, in my belief that I really love being here. Yeah. Like I've lived around the world, not just around the United States, like around the world. And then through work, traveled around to other states. And every time I came home, I just realized how much I really loved living here in Denver. From what we've just learned is actually Minver. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what that is? That's, did you hear about the real part of it? Ben, did you, did you hear that episode, man, about Minver? I did not know that, that there are more single men about than women. Men? Is that how many, is that about how many men there are? Yes. There's or? more men, single men than women. Yeah. And they call it Menver. Menver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come no on, idea. man. Come yeah. on. Uh, yeah. I wonder how. Mm, yeah. I, yeah. I, just, I still have a hard time with it a little there's, bit. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of directions we could go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think I think I. So, so some of it for me is when I when I think about now, obviously, right, I mentioned that the fact that my wife and I are expecting a daughter. I think about the places that I would want to live. Yes. And Denver is still, you know, y'all know it's gone. It's, it's really expanded in the last you know, 18 years. Man. But, but yeah. even still, it is, a, it is, I think, of the list, it would be my number one choice if I had to choose a city where I was going to raise a child. Yeah, man. Because you get some of that big city feel. But, man, in the city of Chicago and New York, those cities are so big. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just like massive cities, man. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it gets colder and rougher. You know, we got the weather out there. And plus, Denver just has a culture of just, like, being really chill, like, way more casual than anywhere else yeah, I've ever lived. Well, and everything's within, of, like... You know, what counts as professional clothes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, everything's 20 minutes mm-hmm. away, man. You want to be in the city? Go to Denver. You want to get to the yeah. mountains? Go to the mountains. You want to... You know, and, like, I raised my son, and he's an amazing young man, and he's doing big things in the world, and he re-raised him here. We're That's raising our daughter here, and, like... You know, I, I just don't see myself anywhere else. Like, yeah. But to that point, when it comes to raising family, you're raising a family here, Shank. So, yeah. like, I mean, you know, Ben, you hit it yeah. on the head at this age and, and, you know, where you are in life. Like, that makes sense. 
That really does. So yeah, asking different questions, man. Asking yeah, man. Very different questions. Well, and if you're not mature, you know, then you're not growing, man. So you know. Yeah. But but that's right. That's you know, absolutely right. So if you were in your 20s, what would your list look oh. like? Oh man. So so here's the thing. So I moved to New York City when I was 21 years old. Now now I had never been to New York. That's not true. I went to New York on like a um on like a a class trip when okay. I was in college, and we were in Queens. But, you know, we weren't, like, seeing the city. We were all in groups, and we had to had a buddy system. We rode the subway and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to New York City when I was 21, man, right after college to start seminary, I went to seminary out there, actually. Okay. At a place called Union Theological Seminary in um, uh, up near Harlem. And so um, so I got to New York at 21, and I hated it for the first two weeks that I was there. Right. It was too big. I couldn't figure out how stuff worked. Right. But, man, as soon as I figured out the way the subway system worked, mm-hmm. I realized that I don't know. I mean, so I was, you know, I was energetic, you know, 21 year old single guy in right. New York City. You know what I mean? All the diversity, all the beautiful mm-hmm. cultures, you know what I'm saying? All the beautiful people, all the food, all the free stuff to mm-hmm. do, all the food. Man, oh, it's just man. like, if you, you know, if you have, man, I mean, you know, if you want to take somebody on a date, you got to figure that out. Especially if you <laughs> and broke like I was. Right, right. But if you're just by yourself in the city, man, you can just get on the subway and ride it to a stop. And explore one of the most diverse cities in the world. Yeah, yeah. And um, just discover something dope about a really, you know, a really large city, man. So I really enjoyed New York. So in my twenties, the list would probably go. It would probably go um, New York, Chicago, Denver, St. Louis. Of course, I had never been to Denver before I moved there for graduate school. So okay, yeah. After New York. Yeah, man. That makes sense, though. Yeah, I hear that. That makes total yeah. sense. When I, 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 I and y'all it. are both from Denver, man. Denver was really different when I moved there in two thousand eight. Oh yeah! Like oh that yeah! City was man. I remember standing on Colorado Boulevard. I lived right at like um, I lived down there by DU, so I lived I lived just east of um, Colorado Boulevard and Islet Avenue. I don't know if y'all know where that is. Yeah, um, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's right down there by DU. So like, I could literally walk out of my apartment, walk about a mile and a half down the street, and be on DU's campus. But I remember, man, like I was just so taken aback when I moved out there because I remember I came from New York City. I was, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and I just felt like Colorado Boulevard was almost empty. Yep. I was like, there's like no cars out here. Like, <laughs> now, course, you know, I haven't, I haven't been out there for a minute, but from what I heard, I heard there's uh that's, that's not oh, it's getting no, it's, anymore. Fellas. It's changed. Case? Yeah. It's, it's blown up. I mean, I'd say the last three years, four years maybe, but it's really, it's really blown up. And then the, the foodie scene and just yeah. the whole downtown thing. And then it just, it's kind of, branched out and it's it's gotten massive um which is awesome because i actually moved here in 97 um from oh wow okay yeah so i i'm from the islands so i'm from overseas i moved here in 97 it was culture shock for me and to me that was like denver was like the biggest i used to live in japan so tokyo was was probably the most amazing city i'd seen till then i did spend Uh i did go to new york and spend a week out there with a friend of mine and he gave me the full new york experience and i was blown away by it i was out there to an accept accept an award in 2010 and just yeah the subway Uh the way he showed me like how you can zip from here to here and then i was like why don't you have any food in your house he's like hey man we should shop day to day the grocery store is right down the street and and i was like oh okay so like the whole experience i can see that and he was explaining to me when he they were when once his wife got pregnant he was like she wants i want to stay here 
but she doesn't want to live in New York because mm. it's like we can't raise a family in New York. Yeah. Because he was showing me, he's like, but look, there's kids out here. Like, and then he finally, him and his wife finally came to terms with like, no, you can't really do that. So they moved to Philadelphia and they're, they've been there and they're happy out there. But um, anyway. I think what you mean, right, is that she won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wife always wins. In yeah, exactly. Right, right. You get to the point where because I do. There, obviously, there are children who are raised in New York. Right, of course, didn't of course. Grow up in New York, right? It's a whole different parental experience, man. Yeah, Growing man. On the subway, that's mm-hmm. a whole different thing, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's it, it's 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 quick moving. You have to be able to keep up. But that said, like Denver yeah. has gotten so it's definitely it's nowhere near New York or anything like that. But you got the scene is blown up, and it's it's really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, as uh, Shane growing up here and Jennifer growing up here, like what do you guys think? Like didn't the growth in Denver? Some natives are like, oh, I hate all these transplants. You know, mm. I liked it when, like, we had yeah. more two-lane roads. You yeah. know, I don't like all these people in traffic. But then I, as, like, I consider and what my... about the traffic, too? Has, is the traffic, has the traffic gotten now people, way worse people who have been there for now, there was a point where they were constantly working on like 70 and stuff. And then, yeah, they created traffic, but there was times when, mm-hmm. when if they weren't doing construction, I could zip around. I didn't see all the traffic everyone was talking about, not to the extreme that I've seen in other places. Right. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Right. But if you're living in like, we know where we're at, we're like in Aurora or if I'm taking like Colfax, I'm not seeing that traffic that everyone's complaining about. You get on the interstate, you're going to see right. traffic. That mm-hmm. is what it is. Right. But, but anyway, to what right, you guys right. are seeing, like my take is being here for ooh, what, 20, 22 years now, I guess mm-hmm. I should say I'm from Colorado, but I would say I'm from somewhere else. But being here for 22 years, seeing the growth I've seen, I love it mainly because I'm a small business owner and the more people, the more disposable income, the more potential clients. But I love that. I like the people that have come here mm-hmm. and I like the people that are here. And I think, I think it's gelled pretty nicely. I think, you know, but I, and I think I like, like all the new things, all the new food experiences, all the, all the different things that are coming here. It's making it feel like a big city, but at the same time, still protecting that cultural thing, like the, the country thing where you can go out into the mountains and do something fun. And so I, I just feel like it has everything I would need my wife and I and my daughter and my son mm-hmm. to just have a good time. So I love it. It has not impacted me in a very, in a yeah. negative way at all. What do you guys think is being Brad, like how, from here? how old were you when you, I came here, you I was 18, I was 18 years old. Let me tell okay, you this okay. story. I came here, I had a thousand dollars strapped to my chest because you didn't just have bank accounts. I, I, I had saved up a thousand dollars and I put it in a money belt and strapped it to my chest. And I, I got on a plane and I came here and I had nothing. I was on Colfax wow. and I had to find an apartment. And, um, this, this lady felt for me. I didn't know what a credit report was. I had nothing. I had no credit, no nothing. She, she fudged my paperwork so I can get an apartment. Cause I said, I have a job I'm starting tomorrow. Cause my cousin had hooked me up with a job wow. and she, she, so I had a place to live, but I was sleeping on the floor. First thing I get, I made Dang. enough made enough money to buy a bean bag. So I had a bean bag as per, first piece of furniture, and I would sleep on the floor with a big triple fat goose. You know those thick jackets from the nineties. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, absolutely. and then and then I got I could buy a blanket. They were actually they were actually mm-hmm. for winter weather and people who couldn't afford heat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and man, so I, I yeah I came here with nothing man like i built up from nothing like seriously sleeping on the floor um but but i you know i built myself up in this area and i did have help in the sense that people were kind to me and i remember some people like gave me food and stuff and when they find out my situation like people helped me where they could there were some people who took advantage of me i had there was some rough going there but but yeah man i listened to to the the episode on um uh, finance and, and buying a house 
yeah. with Brother Curry last weekend. So I heard some of your credit journey, Rad. Yeah, man. And, you know, having a thousand dollars strapped to your chest sounds consistent with some of those other useful uh, money challenges. Yeah, man. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you. So, so anyway, that's that's kind of how I ended up here. But yeah, uh, Shank and Jennifer, mm-hmm. like a, as natives, what's yeah, your yeah, take yeah. on the current state of Colorado? Or the other, or in, in the growth that, that brought us here. Yeah, so I grew up in Park Hill, Colorado. That you know, that's like on the outskirts of um, City Park, the Denver Museum. Just to give you guys some location if you're not from here, if you visit those spots. But yeah, and I grew up in Park Hill, man, where it was kind of easy. Like it wasn't as crowded. It was it was patient. It mm-hmm. it was kind. It wasn't like. Where things were wild. Wasn't Park really? Hood? Wasn't Park Hill kind of hood? Oh, it was hood. okay. So it was I, hood. I'll never forget you said something to me. Yeah. You said I grew up in Park Hill and I can't even live in Park Hill. Yeah. So, so like, speak about that. Like, how do you yeah, feel about crazy. that? The, not that's not so crazy. much gentrification, but the growth. Did it impact? Is that a bad thing? Or, or are you still cool with everyone coming here? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm I I get that that price point because when people are coming, they're they're definitely going to boost the economy, the, mm-hmm. the housing and yep. all that stuff. Yep. So I get it. And I'm, I'm not the one to be, I mean, it, it, it would have been dope to go back to right. live in Park Hill, right. but it ain't nothing like, all right, well, I got to live I in mean, Park Hill. Yeah, like yeah. I'm from here. <laughs> I kind of know where right. I could live where, you know, it's, yeah. it's still kosher. So yeah. now nah, I'm flexible. Okay. Uh, but yeah, growing up here, it was, it was, it was definitely, uh, not as busy as it is today, but I enjoy it. I, I loved, I think I, I'm a firm believer in diversity. Like diversity powers things right. in ways that you just oh, can't, yeah. just can't even fathom. Cause you're these people that are living oh, yeah. and moving here, they're bringing their thoughts and their ideas. Or you mentioned the food market. So all the or cuisine, small businesses, like Angie small is so businesses. into that scene. Yeah. And she, and like, man, just the, the, the you know, it's, it's brought that back. Oh, I here. love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And just, yeah, to, see, that's one of the things that to me has always made um, certain cities more preferable to others. Like, yeah. The reason St. Louis was at the bottom of both of my lists, there's so much character in St. Louis. And if you study the history of St. Louis, like you'll see like in the early 1900s, St. Louis was on its way to being not just one of the leading countries in the U.S., but one of the leading countries in the world. It was right on the Mississippi. So it was a lot of it was a it was a um, it was a really big um, hub for, you know, national and international trade. and stuff. I like never that. knew that about St. Louis. Uh, and just, I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. yeah, man. I mean, the, the history of St. Louis, I mean, it's just, a, you know, it was a, literally the gateway to the West. You know right, what I mean? Right. This was like a really a, a major hub for, for the westward expansion of the United States. But over time, man, uh, just culturally, it's just become a really flat place to say it like that. Right? Okay. <laughs> it's become a really sort of bland place. That doesn't have a lot of the richness, but I'd be interested to hear what, what Jennifer thinks, you know, about yeah. how, how Denver's been changing too. Well, I've lived in Aurora my whole life. <laughs> okay. So boring. Aurora represent. <laughs> yeah, I lived in Aurora. When I, lived out there. I like Aurora. Town. <laughs> so what I I I uh, I don't want to say this wrong because I would say right off the top I don't like the growth. Mm. I don't like. I I hate the light rail. It, I just I've don't want all that around though. here. I've heard from a perspective. Yeah, and yeah. like yeah. the light rail has slowed traffic down uh, on a street where I could get from point A to point B in like five minutes. Yeah, it's like right next to our house. I got right next to your is. place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to sit at a stupid stoplight now mm-hmm. and watch nobody go across the street when I could just zip on through. <laughs> and now all the lights, like you drive down Alameda. 
and all the lights are kind of timed off. The timing is off. I have noticed that. Yeah, so you got to sit that. in so much traffic. And yeah. I'm like, I just want to get to right over there. But I really like what it's bringing to the city. A lot of mm. new places and new stores yeah. and uh, like the eatery that they're opening across the street. So mm-hmm. the light rail has... in and out Burger. in and out Burger. Mm-hmm. Even though I can't go there because it's like a four-hour wait, I refuse. Yeah. It's, I am Actually, not, it's cleared up now. It? It's not crazy. I ain't waiting for that, man. Like, no. I made in and out Burgers at home. Yeah. And yes. they were bomb. It was yeah. Good. yeah. And I just was like, I ain't waiting for all that. Yeah. I don't yeah. stand in line for food. <laughs> but I'm just I mean, one okay, of those... So, so, Rad and Jennifer, y'all have, y'all have different takes on how you feel about the, the growth of, of Denver out there. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I get where Jennifer's coming from. Like, you know, she it's it's there's inconveniences that have popped up, right? Um, but mm-hmm. to what she's saying, like she 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 understands like the growth, and as as my partner in, in our businesses and everything, she she sees the need, and you know, as as we're entrepreneurs and everything, sure. you know, and and to the, to that point, there's so many interesting people, and to to Justin's point, like with diversity and you know, coming in and out of school, Justin being here and Jennifer being here, we meet so many interesting people. Oh and, yeah, and and a lot of them are transplants. A lot of shockingly, we have a lot of people from Florida. You know, yeah. a lot of people from Texas. Mm. You know, so so mm. I I like people. And so I think mm-hmm. that that's what, why I'm good with growth. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, yeah. I'll say last year and during the Trump administration, now, you know, there's people who I did not like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but overall I have faith and love for people. So I think I'm just good around people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that said, yeah, that's, a, that's a critical component to it, man. Yeah, man. Well, and so, um, Jennifer, you, um, we're going to move into the next segment of the episode. That was a fun little little yeah, conversation. Little, yeah, light, light little intro. Yeah. A little love for little Colorado. Entree. Yeah, entree. Yeah. A little, a little entree. So let's get into like the uh, the main meal, right? Uh, Jennifer, you've been kind of poking around over there as our producer. What have you come up with for the subject for this episode? Now, this episode, we're kind of starting something new with our guest called SMF. All right. Uh, Shake, do you want to say what? Oh, I think you do it well. <laughs> so it's like do you, a, do you do you all need do you all need do you all need me to say it? Would that make the audience? No, I mean I'll say it. I don't have a problem. So, um, okay, but right. SMF man, it's something we always kind of shout at each other at the gym. And actually, shockingly, we shouted out, we shouted at each other in the house because we we like to jump out and scare people. So <laughs> like it's a we have a weird family. But but it, so it's SMF is a surprise, motherfucker. And so we we invited Ben on, and he didn't know. You know, we we, we just love Ben, and we were like, let's have Ben on the show. And mostly when we bring someone on the show, it's Real just here by the way. Oh yeah, awesome yeah. man. We're we're happy to have you and. And that said, we're like, we wanted to, usually we bring someone on because of like what they do for a living or something like that. Right. But we just thought like, let's just have Ben. Ben's a fun guy. He's, he's learned and he, and he's fun. So let's, let's bring him on and let's just like surprise motherfucker. Like this is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So we're just kind of going to throw subjects out and we're just going to have conversations. Right. Like we did an episode called random questions. That was actually pretty popular where Jennifer just pulled out a bunch of, and we just did an hour of Justin and I having answering random questions, like off the wall questions. Yeah. So, um, Jennifer, uh, real quick, if I want to clarify, did you want to go with subjects or questions? Questions. Okay. So fire away. Question number one. So we had covered this once before and I figure Ben has been through a lot of, uh, schooling and he's probably, he probably mingles around a lot of intelligent people. Absolutely. So my question is, do you believe aliens exist? Oh, yes. Oh, shoot. This is, this is always Ooh, a fun okay. one. Yes. Okay. Oh. Okay, let's get juicy from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> let's get juicy from the beginning. Um, so, yes, I do believe that aliens exist. So oh. That's a quick and easy and dirty answer. Okay, okay. Um, and, you know. 
a lot of people who move in some of the circles that I move in, particularly like, um, you know, religious circles. That That's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm not particularly conservative, but, um, you know, for folks who are, they're sort of like, well, you know, it's not in the scripture of my tradition or whatever. So, you know, how can you da 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 But I just think from a common sense perspective, right? Yes, I think okay. you can be deeply spiritual and faithful and also, you know, use common sense and your brain and what we know about the universe. Right. And I just think what from everything we know about the universe, we know that there are other planets where life can, in fact, exist. So the idea yes. that ours is the only planet um even just even just in our galaxy, forget mm-hmm. the whole universe, but just in our galaxy that has like life on it, mm-hmm. is that just that's always seemed very like kind of self centered and ridiculous to me. Ben, right? you are I think saying for some people it's more comfortable. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, saying the exact same thing I I always say. I yeah. always say it is arrogant to yeah. believe that we are the only life form. Yeah, on, and like not just ridiculous. You know, maybe even in this galaxy, we are the only planet that has life, but. All the gal, you know how many galaxies there are. There's it a is lot. so absurd to That's believe ridiculous. that. Like you, Ben, you and I. I mean, verbatim, you, these two are not in their heads. I've said that on three episodes. That exa- I've worded the exact way you say it. Mm. You said it. Yeah. Message. So, See, there you go. <laughs> so word, I, man. Yeah, and and you know I, you know I think that you know some of what I think is, and this is so. This is actually some of my like critique of like how religion works sometimes. Like it is not, in fact, the case that if we can't know it, then it is not out there to be known. Exactly. And I think that's what makes people really mm. uncomfortable about the idea of, you know, aliens or, you know, other other forms of life out there. It's like, mm. oh, well, it's, you know, we would have figured it out by now. Well, maybe there are actually forms of life out there not only that exist, but what if they're smarter than us? That exactly. Really exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always said, well, what if they're not? What if everyone always thinks that the aliens are, would be more advanced than us? But what if we're the advanced ones mm. and the aliens are yeah. more primitive than us? Right. Yeah. And so that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it could be the other way. Yeah, that could be it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you just, you just don't too. know. And I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way to know. There's and, no way to, and I'll be honest, you know, as a black man in America, I don't spend a whole lot of time going, I wonder what aliens are doing. Yeah, you're not on the, you're, you're, you're not on Reddit, you're not on the, you're not on the group chats, you're not out there looking that nah, stuff up. I don't, I don't, I don't spend any time in the chat rooms, but just as a question that, you know, rational, you know, thinking human beings might ask themselves from time to time. Yes, I think there's, there are other forms of intelligent life that exist in the universe that we don't know about. Awesome. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, That's Jennifer. That's good, Jen. Number two. So... What will people look back at us 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled by? Oh, man. Uh, can I go first? Can I go Ooh, first? Go ahead. Okay. Oh, usually you don't go first. I, I know. I never go first. <laughs> I, I, I always struggle with these. But, man, I'll tell you openly, the whole Capitol riot, and I, and I don't want I'm not going on political diatribe, but the Trump, the whole, like, presidency and all the things that happened, the, the crazy absurdity of this fraud allegation, the riot, like, all of that 50 years from now, it's going to be a stain. And, yeah. and as it well should be. Yeah. Like the people yeah. who, who are yeah, supporting I it, I think that they, they're too close to it to understand how, how, how ridiculous, you know, some of the stuff is. And when they take a step back, yeah. they're going to see it's kind of like if your grandparents lived through a uh, civil rights movement, okay, or through racism, mm-hmm. and they look back and they're more, you know, accepting now. And they're like, I can't believe I believe that when I was a kid. You know, I believe that black people weren't equal to me and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they've mm-hmm. kind of outgrown mm-hmm. it. Right. Mm-hmm. I believe I, I believe that the current state of the world and then, of course, COVID just just let's just say I'll give 2020. Let's just say 2020 first first month of 2021. Like, I think that 50 <clears throat> years from now, that's going to be 
Yeah. It's going to be yeah. some dark times in our history. That's yeah. going to be, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. So yeah, I, I, I like had, that. I had to, the minute she said, I was like, yo. Yeah. But, but again, I, I you know, we didn't try I'm to get political, it. but I, yeah, no. I wanted yeah. to throw that on the dartboard. So, you, so, so 50 <laughs> yeah, years from, so we're in 2071. So then I will say, and they really thought electric cars was the next wave of technology. <laughs> oh, do you think we'll still have gas cars? By- I think we're going to be floating. Oh, what? Like bubbles? No, oh. like, like, uh, like you hovering. Mean like hover cars? Like hover cars. Oh, yeah. like drones. Yeah. Like I think yeah. it's going to be on some next so. level iRobot self driving. You just load your car up and. It does feel like we're going to leapfrog electric cars. I feel like, like it's going like to be a thing of the out past. There, but we, we assumed that they were going to be the dominant automotive choice, mm-hmm. right? See, and I feel like... See, I feel like Justin is messing with me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I agree kind of with Justin saying. It's like, oh, wait. I, I, don't, for- I don't think the electric car is going to like uh, take hold. I think it's going to jump from you know what we have now to something super drastic like, yeah. like flying around. Man, Speaking of, tell them what nah, you just ordered. Now you got to, man. Now you got to do it. Yeah. I actually didn't put two or two okay, together. No, so, 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 I'm, so, so, okay, yes, yeah, so I can share this on the pod. So I actually just ordered uh, a Tesla Model 3. Oh, man, you are uh, balling yeah, like yeah. that. I, I want which one. Is an, which is an electric car. It's oh, electric hey. car. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, listen, Teslas are dope, man. Oh, I'll shoot. tell you what. They I, are. So they I are wanna, dope. I wanna, hold on. Hold on. I, I want to I say something about this Tesla, and then I want to answer the question. It's a 50-year question. Yeah, yeah. I, so, one, have, have, y'all, have y'all driven Teslas yet? No, I want no. to, though. I want to try it. So this is what I say to everybody who hasn't driven a Tesla yet. Until you drive it, I feel like you don't. You, like, because to Justin's point, he's like, we're just gonna skip over that. Once you get in the Tesla, you realize like it's such a different driving experience. It's totally different, and I don't just mean like the auto driving stuff. I mean like the regenerative braking thing. It's sort of like a golf cart. If you ever driven a golf cart, you know you take your foot off the gas and it slows way down. Yeah, like Tesla sort of ride like that. They accelerate really fast, not having it. Like I think that the technology. There's so much stuff in the technology, um, and I got to, I got to, you know. Like I said, I'm not I'm not in what I do for the cash. I got the base level model three. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, um, so it's an, it's actually an affordable car. I heard Tesla's also trying to come out with a twenty five thousand dollar car, which would make electric cars available to a lot more people. Which right. I think is going to be cool. Isn't oh, isn't man. Apple making an electric car with one of the big manufacturers? Yes, the yes, Apple car. This is, this is where I, this is where I was going next. Yeah. Brad. Apple is is rumored to be working with Hyundai Kia yep. on making an electric car, and so it's going to. I think we're going to see. I, I think yeah, GM's trying to get into yeah. it big too. But Apple, bro, it's going to be with you. It's going to sync to your phone and everything, like your your whole thing, yep. man. Like, listen, yep. I will tell you what I'm curious about. And if I when 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 I'm balling, right? I think I do yep. want a Cybertruck. I hated it when it first came out, but I kind of really, I think I, you know, it's ugly the as Tesla hell. Tesla Cybertruck. The, yeah, man, I'm kind of like, you know, huh. it's growing on me a little bit. Yeah, you know? it's unique enough to I where mean, people think, be I, like, I think they're hideous, Rad. But I, if you can afford a Cybertruck, you can afford to drive. I'm saying they're ugly as hell. <laughs> you can, you can but, afford to drive an ugly car. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they're ugly <laughs> as hell. But I think it's one of those things where people say like, oh shoot, yeah, like, that's a statement. That's, it's, exactly. it stands that's out. That's right? a statement. Yeah, and it, and I I don't know. I'm not gaudy or anything but i i do like something that doesn't look like everything else right 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 so anyway yeah man and you work hard man yeah, I'm shout saying. out to rad by the way for giving me a free tip on how to throw low kits so much okay yeah but yo yeah, we were just talking about that yeah. too man shout yeah. outs to you man I've for that for putting that work in yeah oh yeah he's that work in. i'm trying man i'm trying last week was a last week was a was a was a, a lazy week but I'm, I'm back on it all right 
So the 50-year question. 50-year question, yes. So I, I like what Rad is saying about um, the Capitol riot. I think people are going to look back at that. But I think, you know, we won't be too surprised by that because we have, you know, black and white video. We can look back at certain, you know, forms of human conduct in the 50s and 60s. Like yeah, it said. repeats itself for sure. be surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. The, the big stuff that I think is really going to jump out to us is, um, one, um, how uh, kind of lax we are with climate stuff. Yes. I do think, oh. like, if the we're going, like, good one. I think 50 years from now, stuff is going to be so bad that if we don't make some serious changes, that people are really going to look back at us and go, the scientists were telling y'all yeah. that if you didn't make changes right now, it was not, the planet wasn't going to be safe for your kids or maybe your grandkids. Yep. And y'all just kept driving big, big, gassy trucks. Yep. Like, like oh, I, I think that's going to be one of the things where, it's really going to be like a question about the sort of nature of the human spirit and why people just wouldn't make changes that, you know, our best scientific minds were telling us, Hey, y'all better pay attention to this. So I think that's going to be like the really, that is really a great, that's a good one. That is a great one. I think man. that's going to be huge. Yep. I think that's going to be huge. And you know, as it should be, that's got the one. ignorance surrounding that subject or the, the chosen ignorance. That is not, you're not, Oh, the information's like, out there. Yeah, the facts not, are out there. Yeah, it's not like confusing at all. Like, yeah. You are choosing you can't to, to ignore, right? That's willful yeah. ignorance. Willful yeah. ignorance. Yeah. Good one, man. But okay. You know what? What, oh. what, y'all, what y'all are saying, and then we, and we move on to another one. What y'all are saying, it's part of the reason why there, it might not be the environment. It might be something else that we don't quite have the language to name yet, so they might name it for. Right. But some mm. of it is this. We don't, like, there's such a sort of distrust of authority right now in our society and culture mm-hmm. that some of what they might be trying to explain when they look back at us is how we got to the point where we didn't trust our own best advice. Yeah. Does that make any sense? The, 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 like beyond just like a yeah. topic. Yeah. Like the, the disinformation, that, like, you know, the, the ability to, yeah. to, to skew information to such a degree that we abandon our own yeah. common sense. But then again, it's like, exactly. like my dad always said, exactly. sense ain't common. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true too. And that's you know? eternal truth. Yep. That's eternal truth. Yeah. That's yeah. so real, man. That's so real. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jennifer. Um, did you want did you want to answer that one real quick? Actually, mine was climate change as well. Oh. Wow. Okay. Great minds. Great yeah, minds and all that. Okay. And that's the way it. we that's it. Yeah, and the way we treat that LGBT community now. Yeah. Kind of like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like in the racism way back when yeah. we look yeah. back and how could we treat people yeah. like that? How did we behave? Like, yeah. Not really trying yeah. to buy different. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's crazy. And homophobia is stubborn, man. Because yeah. people just—I mean, it's like you know—they dig in on it in a lot of the same ways folks dig in on racism. But it's just—you know—it's—it is—it's incredible to see how um, how heterosexism just really continues to find new ways to to express itself. So uh, I, I I would hope that uh, that Jennifer would be wrong, but I'm afraid she's going to be right. Yeah. 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 Agreed. All right, Jennifer. So we're not getting any younger, right? We're not as young as we used to be. (laughs) So what old person, quote, old person things do you do now? Oh, shoot. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what old people things I feel. I feel sore in the morning. Yeah. Uh, my back my Every back and day. knees feel tight. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Every day. I don't recover as fast as I used to from anything, from drinking, yeah. from exercising. Uh, but, but, yep. but I still feel better than I did in my twenties. Like, cause mm-hmm. I just, I, I, man, I, I take care of the temple. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that sense, I am shocked at the athleticism I have at the, at, I have to say at this age, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 
Yeah, I don't know. You have to come back on that yeah. main question, but I I could tell you how I, you I, w- know, I w- feel. I watch the clips, man. You always look young and spry in the gym. I want to hear I want to hear Jay Shank weigh in on yeah. this. Yeah, oh, that man. is an old young man. I want to hear. <laughs> so there's. He's a young dinosaur. That's so true. Justin's bedtime nine nine thirty. That's I was getting it ready is. to say. It so there's two things: is I do go to bed early about nine nine thirty. And then the second thing is, I I actually enjoy reading a book, um, hard copy, cross you know, like cross my legs, mm-hmm. like how my dad did, mm. and uh, read a book in in silence, yeah. just just be in my room. Or, okay, and Angie's okay. doing her own thing. Okay, I actually enjoy that yeah. book before bed. Yeah, okay. a book before, book before I literally bed. do that. Yeah. I yeah. Do you have a reading? Do you have a reading light or reading lamp? <laughs> no, we don't actually. You're not sitting I, side by side in the bed, and you got your lamp on. No, or kinda, like a little book. Or yeah. uh, uh, um, <laughs> what do you call that? That's Auto, the, uh, the reading lamp. The reading lamp. No, no like nightstand. Nightstand. Yeah. Oh yeah, nightstand. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't have that. That 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 would be awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you know what? Yeah, he said, "Old young man." That's so funny, man. Because when you say reading, I just I picture like you know, like an older couple like leaned up against the the, the bedpost, oh, and like okay. they're both reading separate yeah. books, and they close the book and like yeah. good night, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Oh no, nah, man. Sleep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, actually, okay. I, I enjoy so going that. to bed early going and reading a book early. before bed. Yeah, okay. Man. Uh, ben, what you got, man? So for me, um, I've been a, I've been a fan of reading since I was a little kid. So that doesn't feel like I'm getting like getting older. I do think Justin. I can picture Justin sitting with his legs crossed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I but I do I do think that um, for me, one right, I'm definitely with you on the physical. So I feel just achy, especially if I get in a good workout the day before. No matter yeah. how I stretch, I can have some salt bath the whole nine yards. But the next day, I'm going to feel it. I'm mm-hmm. going to feel it in ways yeah. that I really mm-hmm. didn't think was possible in my 20s. <laughs> like, I didn't even know that could be yeah, man. lower back Absolutely. tightness. You know, I, I had a, I tore my Achilles back in 2010. So mm. it's been 11 years now. But I feel that most mornings after a good workout. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, d- definitely that. But then also, like, my perspective on money. You know, I'm, I've mentioned a couple times that I, I listened in on the uh, – the finance yes, sir. And, um, yes, sir. and house buying podcast episode. But, um, you know, just the way that I think about money, like the stuff that I used to want to spend money on, yep. Um, yep. like, you know, clothes and Jordans and stuff, it's yes. just less and less compelling because, you know, as you learn how money works, you learn like that it's not just the same as actually wisdom and trying to figure out the various ways to make your money work for you so that you can take care of your family and Absolutely. You know, not have to worry um, so much about, um, you know, what's going to happen to you when you get older and stuff like that. So I think the physical part, but then also my perspective on money, like for me, even the, the, uh, buying a new car, like this is, you know, it's a, it's an economic decision. I'm thinking about not, not having to pay for gas. I'm thinking about yep. not having mm-hmm. to, you know, pay for oil Long-term. changes and stuff like that, you know, less maintenance, like all of that stuff, man. So just, just as I get older thinking about how to balance, okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, like some nice things or want some nice things because I want my family to be safe and whatnot, but you know, also just really trying to, you know, keep in mind that, you know, Jennifer led with, we're not getting any younger. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, if you don't take care of yourself financially. I think it's less and less wise to think that there are going to be entities around to, to help take care of you. Man, I'm telling Very you, like, true. you hit it, you hit it on the head with that one. Now I do, now I do have my one and my old man thing that I do now. Uh oh. And it's, it's what Ben touched on a little bit. Like, 
dude, I got to warm up and I got to stretch. Like, yeah, I never did that, dude. I played, oh, I yeah, played that, ball oh, in high yeah. school. I played mm-hmm. a little bit in college. I played in the South Pacific games. Like, mm-hmm. like I could just pick up and go. I yeah. show up and go. Right. And I remember Over I had friends day. when I used to work out and I had this older, he was in his thirties at the time. I remember he, I used to see him stretching when I was at the gym. Oh, okay. And I was like, dude, why are you always stretching so much? Him, yeah, I did. He was like 10, <laughs> 10 minutes of stretching. I'm like, what is that? And I remember hating the warm ups and like, let's just go, let's just ball. And then. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, man, I have to stretch. Yeah, like yeah. when I get here, Jennifer will tell you, there's a whole 15 minute, like 20 minutes. Sometimes I have a workout before workout yeah. where I, not only am I yeah. rolling things out, I'm kind of warming things up. It's ballistic stretching. And then I got to stretch after, Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, but yeah. that's again, that's just man. to ensure that this machine, uh, operates at its optimal level. Right. And not mm-hmm. and being careless. Cause yeah. unlike in my twenties, if I pulled something, you know, okay, tomorrow I'll be all right. You know, mm-hmm. like now if I pull something, it's going to be weeks to heal. Yeah. So I got to like make sure that I'm being as safe as possible, taking my recovery oh, seriously yeah. or, and in my pre-gaming seriously. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, that's definitely something. Shout out to I Rad do. for how, how regularly and casually he refers to his body as a machine. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it, you got to look at it that way. Cause I tell people, listen, you spend uh, right. so much right. time. Think about it. You take your money and you're going to, to what you said about the car, you're going to take care of that car, man. Yeah, you're going to no, put the right gas right. in it. You're going to put the right fuel in it or she didn't fuel it, fuel injecting cleaner oil. You're going to get oil changes you're going to do the tune-ups whatever they tell you to do you're going to take care of that machine because it, it's 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 valuable to you when you have computers if yeah. you're into that you're going to make sure you have the best version of it you're going to spend money on it so why aren't you looking at your body like that which you get one Man, as far as so we know smart. you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like you get one and you ain't trying to take care of that that's temple it. yeah and then you want to sit there and spend money on all these anyway i could, we'll do a whole episode about that yeah. i think we did already but yeah. but that's yeah. why i say it's a machine because i want to yeah. look at it that way how do i get it to perform its peak especially since it's an older machine if i had a muscle car which i love muscle cars and if i yeah. could get it i'd have to put extra care into keeping that thing running smooth looking good mm-hmm. you know i'd have to find certain parts for you know what i'm saying it, it would oh, require yeah. more love than if I went and bought a modern car and just got a warranty with it. Yeah. Can you dig it? Yeah. I can dig it. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Jennifer. Jennifer, what, what do you, what do you have? <laughs> I was going to say, if you can uh, think of an old person thing that you were doing, I could give you one. Uh, you take naps. Oh my God, I oh. take naps, guys. And Do you guys take naps? I love taking naps. <laughs> yeah. That is my jam. And you reminisce about the old I days. I wish I could take more naps. <laughs> <laughs> my work so, Jennifer's naps spot on. I take naps, and I have to tell her, I'm like, I got to take my nap today. So, on yeah. my days off, I get a nap. Right? Yep, absolutely. And also, uh, she said, I reminisce about the old I reminisce about the old days a lot. Bro. Yeah. Like when I say things to the students, and like Jeff and I were singing the words to some of the songs I was playing one day, yeah. and none of them knew the song. And it was like a song from like 2001 ish, and we're like, "Man, are you guys that young?" Wow. You know what I'm saying? And then one, of, some of them were like, "Yeah, I wasn't even born yet." I was like, "Oh my gosh, man!" Oh my, goodness. you know, that's a so, real thing, man. Yeah, so yeah. I, I definitely that's a real thing. plus plus you, plus I found myself having no idea who some of these new artists. Are. Dude, I don't know nothing. I 14, ben, I, I, yeah. I got a 15 and 13 year old uh, stepson, and you know they'll like. You know, have you ever heard of you know so and so? And I'm like, nah. You know, yeah. he like who? Yeah, man. Was really big. They were like, you don't know who Blueface is? Yeah, yeah, like, Blueface. What? <laughs> Face blue? Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know none of these. And, and, and you got And you being a teacher, you got to run into that a lot where you're like, because you know we all still look young. So, but you got to run into a lot where you yeah. feel old around them people, them kids, and you're like, mm. oh man, what are they? And just the yeah. I, I, I do a lot. I mean, the nice <laughs> thing about teaching at a seminary is actually we get a lot of students. Who are actually older than me. So we get oh, a lot of folks who are okay. later on in life, maybe second or third career, right? And, and most of them usually have a bachelor's degree already. 
So we get some folks who are fresh out of college, but what I see more than that are folks who remind me um, that I'm not as old as I feel someday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm like teaching, I'm like teaching a historical lesson. You know, one of my students is like, yeah, I was there in the second row. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you tell me how it was. Yeah, I don't know. I there you go. Uh-huh. See, that's dope, man. Okay. That, that Good. Hey, Jennifer, those were good. I, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. Also, uh, what do you got next? What do you consider the most overrated virtue? So I'm going to let you go first because I feel like we're, we're missing. This is good. We're missing you wow. out. We're missing out on you, your your opinion on this that. This is about you guys. Okay, but you don't have one, is what it is. Huh? I don't think oh, so. Oh, no. got real quiet on the yeah. question. Oh. So overrated Jennifer, virtue. Do we, need, do we need to have a conversation? Do we need to have a spiritual spiritual touch base touch base moment. No. Okay, man. I, that's, see, no. Now, no we're getting, now we're getting into the questions I can't. I have a. I struggle oh. with. I, I, Can you define virtue for me, please? So I had to look it up myself just so to make sure <laughs> yeah. I understand. I gotta make it. sure I understand. So a virtue is, uh, oh, I thought I had it up here. So a virtue is like a uh, a trait that you have that's something positive, mm. like loyalty, um, faith. Okay. I think of virginity. Maybe that's my overrated. Virtue. Oh. Okay. Because I think people lie about that anyway. Yeah. Use a liar. How are you going to be inside the virtue? Right. <laughs> Didn't I tell you she <laughs> wasn't a <laughs> hooker? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a good. So I get it, Jennifer. So that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Shank, what do you got? Overrated what was the virtue. question again? What is the what overrated? is an overrated virtue? Overrated, overrated virtue. virtue. Justin, okay. you, you need I, I got one. I got one. So, so something, something popped in my head real quick, and I, I, I want to touch on it. And this is no offense to what to you, Ben, and your and everything, because I have faith as well. We all we're all men of you, faith, right? Yeah. But yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say overrated virtue is faith because it's misused in many ways, right? I think that people oh, yeah. people lean on what they their perceived faith, not their true faith, right? Mm-hmm. And I, because over the last few years, and I, I you know, just the last few years, just blown my mind, right? And people, you know, like people who are who consider themselves to be devout Christian and, and all this stuff, but they, you know, they condone or support or look at like a person like Trump as like a savior, and it's like. And they, they and they lean on their faith to do it so that you can't argue back because if you argue their faith, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like so I don't like when people use it as a crutch to make a point as far as like, well, this is my faith and you're being disrespectful to that. And it's like uh, yeah, right. I don't or, I, or I think even it's, I'm right because this is my faith. Yeah, right? no, yeah. it's like that's, those are the grounds well, that I'm your, right. And I can mm-hmm. argue like and I want to argue like, the merits of the the morality of that of those things, right? But then it's like once you say it's your faith, well then it's untouchable, right? Yeah. So I think overrated mm-hmm. is a faith cuz people they use it uh one, they use it unwisely and then two, they they use it um uh, um untruthful mm. right? they're not they're not being truthful about it right <laughs> yeah um and, and that's my opinion I, I could be dead wrong and no they tr- and yes they truly believe these things right yeah so faith can be in that sense it could be dangerous as far as where you put your faith mm. right and so uh, you mm-hmm. know misplaced faith and all this. but to me that that's my thing it's like and who am i to say that i like what's my faith and what does it look yeah. like and how is it shaped? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's subjective, yeah. but I just feel that mm-hmm. for me, it's overrated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah. Right? I like that one. Yeah, Drop, right? I, I dropped it. I dropped it. I have yeah. more examples of virtues, okay. patience, justice, humility, courage, 
kindness, sincerity. Okay, okay. Oh. Okay, there's some good ones in there. There are some yeah. good ones. Yeah. What's well, well, if Shank ain't got one yet, man, what you got? So here's what I think. I think that um, one of the most, uh, and I would I would go with you, Rad. It's not that it's it's not that it's necessarily overrated. It's just um, misunderstood and misapplied so often. Yes. And I think that the the that the virtue that uh, is is uh, overrated in that regard is charity. Oh. Because I think oftentimes, okay, so okay, so let me let me let me get let me get a little spiritual on this here. I think okay. oftentimes charity occurs in the place of like really sincere, thorough love, by which I mean it's much easier to feel good about ourselves for for occasionally donating to a person or an organization uh, that needs help or that helps people that need needs help than it is to actually create in our lives a regular way of being that connects us to communities that need charity. Man, you right. just, and yeah. that I think is does that make sense? Like, like no, one hundred percent. Listen, man, what regular charity is supposed yeah. to do is not just sort of every once in a while when I have it, I stop and I get just the so you get that that the side of the road a dollar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that no, touch yeah, of yeah, like it's, I'm it's a actually good... supposed to. Yeah, that... and this is what all virtues is actually yeah. supposed to create in us a component of character that's long lasting. No, you're so, that, so our acts of charity are supposed to create an aspect of character in us. And I think so often we treat charity like, oh, I'll just do this every once in a while. You know, I view it in the cup and as, it keeps us from the deeper work. Well, I just, I view it as a quick shot of decency, right? Like I take a quick injection of I'm a decent person because I did this today to your point. It should be effortless and because it's my character. Like I'm spot, I'm 100% behind what you're saying. Like I get what you're saying. 100%. Like you do it to, to work. validate your yeah. decency mm-hmm. instead of just being yeah. Yeah. whole, like, you know, hopefully decent. You're just a decent person. And whenever those opportunities present themselves, it's without instinct. I mean, excuse me. It's, it's without a exactly. thought, right? You're exactly. just, you're just, right. you're yep. just, you're built that way. It's yep. your character. You're, you're, I, I love it. And, I'm 100. On yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah, and, and at its and at its worst, it can actually that that attempt at you know, um, kind of rendering yourself decent through giving somebody something that you have. Mm-hmm. That can actually, I feel like, degenerate us yeah. as decent people because you know how you know it, it can eliminate that real connection. There's a real connection between us just as human beings. You know what I'm saying? Regardless oh, yeah. of your race, regardless of your religion, mm-hmm. and I feel sometimes what happens in charity with charity in our culture is. You know, it just becomes like a it becomes a band aid for like a gaping wound. Oh yeah, that's a good I mean. point. Yeah, like you just got to do your part. Just do your part. You know, you know. and then once you do that, exactly. then you did something, right? Um, what exactly. I what I had to understand in that aspect is, um, I didn't. I always felt like I wanted to have an impact. Right? We all want to have an impact. Oh yeah. And, and that's I'm a Generation Xer, and that's a millennial mindset, right? I, I hate this job because I don't know what my impact is, mm-hmm. right? But for me. I finally whittled it down to when I started teaching martial arts, I was like, you know what? I just want to touch one life. Right. Yeah. And if I've done that, I've done my part in this life. Right. And yeah. the, then here yeah. and there, I'd get these letters and text messages from people. You changed my life, sir. Like I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know, I, I recommitted myself to school, all these different things just through, uh, for me, I'm just teaching, mm-hmm. right. You come to class and I'm teaching you something, mm-hmm. um, but through the mm-hmm. little lessons, you know, and so for me, that's, the effortless charity, I, I guess, in my character is just, I don't look, it's not charity. I'm doing it because I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. But to Ben's point, I believe it is my character to, to do that. Um, and then boom. And see, I think, I think mm-hmm. that rad, what you just described 
that's what happens when we properly practice virtuous living. It's not that we can then say to people, oh, I'm a good person. We mm-hmm. discover how to connect our own passion to a need in the, in the world. Yes, 100. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yes, that sir. when yes, you're sir. at work sometimes, like I, I watch you on Instagram, uh-huh. I'd be like, man, it doesn't even seem like Rad is working. He's like so in his element, connecting yeah. people, helping pe- people feel better about themselves, their bodies, their minds, right? That. We all have that. And you can do that as a banker. You can do that on Wall Street. You yeah, can do it anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so often we choose jobs just because of the money. Right. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. that's out of necessity. And it'd be great if more people could actually discover what they're passionate about. Because I think we'd have we'd have um, better better uses of the, virtu- of the virtues if we, uh, if we had more of that. Nice, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, that was dope. I, I, I agree with you 100%. That's awesome, yeah. man. Shank, you got a, that's a hard one to follow my man. Yeah. I think so for put something on it. My word, I think it would be kind or it was, it's kindness. 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 kindness I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause you know, dealing with human beings, the manipulation behind just the act of kindness, it, it causes this like hardened shell of people to not receive kindness from somebody. They would mm. think there's some sort of alter, you know, a interior, all is alternative, alternative motive, ulterior motive, ulterior oh. motive yeah. or wanting to manipulate yeah. somebody and, and to do someone harm. But all you're doing is expressing kindness. Right. And so I feel like when you have that, that, that human basic exchange alone or the, the lack thereof of it, it, I feel like it's becoming more of desensitizing our ability to connect. Oh. with people okay and so if you can't have kindness and 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 so one of my personal things that i love to do is i love to express kindness to people yeah and i don't feel a certain type of way if someone doesn't receive it or right. if they're kind of in a shell i know mm-hmm. there's probably something that happened to that person to cause them to be that way Well, you do it because it's your character i do it because it's my character but right. i also do it because mm-hmm. it's out of love and yeah. i want to make sure that people mm-hmm. may have a hard day or yeah. they may be going through something personally, mm-hmm. if I can just express some sort of act of just being kind by just saying, Hey man, you know, I noticed your haircut or yeah. it's a nice shirt, yeah. you know, whatever the case may be. Yep. But 100%, if I can do these things and, and at least give people the ability to hope that there's still kindness in mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do. You don't know what day you turned around by yeah. just smiling at someone. Oh, you like don't. You're, you're the, that's you're the it. most, you're the most, positive like you're a light man like and and ben knows this like jennifer knows this when you enter a room you are a light man like like you you're just the happiest person you have this beautiful smile people just gravitate you you're so kind to everyone man you do and and people just excited to be around you i'm excited to be around you like i'm not (laughs) kidding like you you have changed not changed me I, i was this person before but I, I want to be, I try to be more like you. Like I see you in social circles and I, 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 I want to socialize the way you can socialize, you know, the yeah. energy you bring to almost any conversation. Like it doesn't matter what anyone's talking about. You, you look invested. You, you are genuinely interested. Like you, you I don't know. You're just so good at that. Yeah. And that has, that probably turned, like I tell people when they walk through this door, whatever happened out there happened out there. Like yeah. this is your sanctuary. Yeah. Yeah. So don't bring that energy in here. We're here to turn it around. We're here to grow mm-hmm. together and have a great time. And when you come in the door, like, you know, you just bring that with you. And so you do it in a different way, but you're doing what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm like mad respect. I've always had mad respect for you for that because it it just, it's effortless with you. Oh, so Because it it, it is your character to what Ben was saying. Like, you do it so often and you believe in it so much 
that it is ingrained in yep. you as your character. It is. Yeah, I mean, it's yes. it's deeply it. rooted in it. It isn't even. It even stems not to get all spiritual, but it does stem from my faith. You know, believing yeah. in Christ because the things that He's done or just examples. Now I'm definitely not perfect. I'm just, oh, God, I'm no, a yeah. progressing human being <laughs> yeah, yeah. and there are nights where I have to cling to him just because I'm weak in these moments or whatever challenges I might face in this life. But I know that if I can live up to that standard where mm-hmm. he was kind for me to do what he did for me, then I, that's the, that's at least, that's the least I can do. And so that's the real reason why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's my secret sauce. It's, yeah. it's, through prayer and, and, you know, fasting and giving and, Mm -hmm. and really reading the word. I mean, that's what I've been doing. Me and Angie been doing that for a couple of years now. We just been consistent with it. And so people think like, what's this light? And it's, I know what it is, but people sometimes don't understand it or they'll, they'll label it. Mm -hmm. You you can label it as something. Well, to your point, they have, they have to put effort into their kindness yeah. And they don't understand an effort when it's effortless. Like, yeah. like positivity, right? People attack me for how positive I am. And they say like, oh, Rad's always coming to that positive shit. You know, it's like, well, I don't have to, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to put effort into that. Yeah. Like I'm wired that way. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I acknowledge right. the negativity. I acknowledge the hardships mm-hmm. so that I can look at a positive way past it. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not like I don't know they exist. I acknowledge them. I respect them. And then I look to move past them. And yeah. so, but that's just yeah. through doing that yeah. so often, you know, it's built me to be instinctive in that aspect. Right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's where you are. So people don't get it, you know, and some do, and, and yeah. some, some are inspired by it. And those are the ones you want to care about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the ones that don't, yeah. you know, then I don't we're have time parked. for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we're parked right on top of a really like deep spiritual truth. There's a reason that the word light is used in so many different traditions for something that sort of, you know, obviously, you know, back in the day when there was no electricity, obviously light, particularly at nighttime, had a way different meaning. Mm-hmm. But it also, you know, it stuck with us because when when folks encounter a character like Rad, which you just described to Justin, and I've heard Justin describe, much, describe you much of the same way as having that light, people are really, even and especially when they seem annoyed by it, yeah, they're drawn to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and I don't mean that in a way we're like, okay, everybody needs to become a Christian now because Christ is what does it for Justin, right? Or, or that it's, it's inside of a particular religious tradition. Mm-hmm. So I am a Christian and, and I've, I've, I clearly um, am, am, am moved by a life that's similar to Justin's. But for me, I think it's on a, on, a, on a level that's not bound to a specific tradition. It's about the fact that we all want to be able to be the kind of people who are constantly exuding light. Because when we do that, we get it back. Yes, we, yes. It, it bounces off of everything outside of us, even especially when we're like Justin, not invested in whether or not people, you know, want to shed their light on us. Right. When mm-hmm. you're just in the habit of doing that, you become a kind of person where people are, you know, sometimes people being annoyed by you is just another way of them expressing interest and in why the heck you are like you are. I know a lot of people who are annoyed by people who are really positive. Why are you so giddy all the time? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Happy? Right. You want them to yeah. come to work mad on Monday? Like, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're mad enough for the both of us. <laughs> right. Shoot, you can have yeah, that. Like, you don't need to be mad. Shoot, yeah. And the bag yeah. of chips. Yeah. Take it. Right? Yeah. So, I man. think when we're tapped into that light, man, we mm. really do. We we exude. We remind people um, of what we're. You know, I really think we were created for. We were created to to be joyous and to be happy and to and to have each other for the hard stuff. Because it get, it's going to get hard. Absolutely, There's no question oh, about yeah. it. It's yeah. going to get hard. We're built to but be a part we, of a community. Out of this, 
Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's the thing I like most about watching y'all work at the gym, man. Y'all have that sense of community that I think is really at the core of the best of all communal religious traditions, right? Like yeah, people absolutely. are there with shared values and shared goals. Mm-hmm. Y'all hold each other accountable. You encourage each other. You challenge each other. Um, so, I mean, I just think it's, I think it's a beautiful thing, man. And, and so y'all have a real opportunity just through the work y'all do together at the gym, you know, with, with um, you know, Rad's leadership and teaching to, to really – continue to, to reshape lives. I know y'all have already seen it, man. So just, you know, oh, man. Y'all, man. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, yeah, you know, man, man that's beautiful. Oh, well, like, we're, we're coming up on the end here and I want to, first off, I want to give a shout out to Jennifer for coming, like coming you nice, came with it. coming nice with the questions. Those were fun. Those were great. Elbow, so, me. <laughs> I don't know why they call me out guard. Elbow, knee, clinch. Right, right, left, left, hook. He's been practicing, so yeah. oh, you man. probably dream about combos. Oh, yeah. man. Especially oh. since you didn't come in this week. I didn't go in that yeah. last week. I, I tuned up. Yes, yeah. Sir. Also, one one quick thing I want yeah. y'all to know about Ben Sanders. He actually has a um, rather extensive wrestling background. Oh shoot! You got to yeah. get into some BJJ, true, my man. True. So he he yeah. can he Back can roll. Dad, I used to grappling a little bit. He oh can roll. shoot! That's that's what yeah, that's, I'm man. talking that's state I championship. Next, I always say, oh. man, the next time I'm out there, I got to get to the gym. You man. got to. You no, know, yeah. the thing is, y'all know this, man. When you haven't grappled for a while, you just have to have not much planned the next day because yeah. it's going to be hard to move. Yes. Oh, <laughs> listen, we're talking about body aches. I got to carve out a couple of days. Yeah, that's right. next level. That's Yeah, you got to – yeah, that's yeah, next level do. sore, man. Oh, but my you, you know, um different. You can't look left or right. No, <laughs> you got that. Bat, you got the Batman head turn. You're moving your shoulders with your head turn. Oh my god, that's funny. So this man Ben, first off, or excuse me, not first off, but I said first off, we thank Jennifer. Second man Ben, thank you so much for being on this episode, my man. Thank you, bro. We appreciate it. It's been pleasure, man. Anytime, let's do it again. Absolutely, let's absolutely do it again. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Um, and to the listeners, you know, obviously we can, we appreciate your continued support. We did see a spike in our listener. Our, uh, I was going to, what do you say? Like listenership? Like you don't say viewership. Anyway, we saw a spike in the, in our stats, which is great. So we did, our official website has kind of gone up. Jennifer was working on that and she's still tweaking it. But, um, after that went up, we saw some love from you guys. We have seen, uh, a spike in our five star reviews on, on Apple podcasts. So that's been a nice little, um, thing that's been going on. So we take it as a symbol or signs that we are doing a good job and we appreciate the support. We really yeah. do, guys, because we have a blast putting this stuff together Go for you guys. Go ahead and give them five stars again right now. <laughs> no, nah, man. And I, yeah, so we appreciate it, man. And we're going to keep doing it because, uh, you know, through this, as we talk about touching lives, we've had some positive feedback from people. I have gave us some pretty deep uh, insight to, to like, uh, to, you know, remember some of the oh, text yeah. messages we got, like, wow like changing lives just through us talking on a microphone you yeah. know what i mean so oh yeah thank you and keep that stuff coming man whether you hit us through the dms whether you know us directly and you message us um we appreciate the feedback it, it really fuels us and also if you have like episode ideas yeah right we've we've gotten that too so you know we like to interact so don't don't hesitate to interact with us guys okay and uh with that said i'm going to bring us to the end of this episode so i want to say thank you for listening to unrequested as <laughs> always you didn't ask for it 
But you got it. <laughs> I, I nailed that one, though. But you were struggling. I seen it. I was like, he's going to forget. Bro, I was trying so hard to like to like smooth it out. Yeah. And so I don't know what's going on with my hands. It's all good, man. It's all good. You all know. right, guys. You know. I am, man. But uh, so that's the end of the episode, guys. Thank you for listening, as always. And uh, as the old saying goes, bye. bye.